0: Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Adam, Kenny, and Lady Chow Fung, and we're going to talk about New Dragon Inn, a 1992 film directed by Raymond Lee, produced by Choi Hark, that stars Bridget Lin, Tony Lung Ka Fai, Maggie Chung, and Donnie Yen. Um, this film is uh, sort of a remake of the classic King Hu* movie. In this one, Eastern Depot's chief eunuch Chow executes Minister Yu Chuan then sends Yu's children to Dragon Gate Pass as bait to capture the valiant Zhu Huayan. So that's the really sort of quick uh, version of the story. It's uh, it's about an hour and 30 minutes. Uh, It's a lot faster, I think, than the original King Hu movie, but it covers a lot of similar material. Uh, It's basically set at an inn, sort of in a very desertous region where the officials are trying to uh, capture... uh, capture uh people who are resistant to uh eastern depot's rule so uh why don't we start out with everybody's opinions what does everybody think of this movie
1: i enjoyed the movie but i don't think it was as good as the original like i guess i i like um the original this one with different things like the first one did the sort of the tension really well, mm-hmm. whereas here there's a, a lot more of um, the sort of the character development and the relationships between the characters that were done much better. So it, in a sense, I think it's a very different movie. But I think um, you yeah, know they both fit very good. It's just I would prefer the uh, the first one more.
2: I also enjoyed the movie. I like the actresses uh, who star in the movie. Uh, really well. So this was, I thought, a really good movie for the month of March. And I also liked the first one better for the tension. This one had a little had a little bit of more comedy, I guess, in it than I was expecting it with some of the wordplay and things. But I liked both of them.
3: Yeah, I'd say I agree with Kenny. The first one had more dramatic weight to it. I mean, this one was more exciting. It had more more of a thrill to it it did have it did have like emotional impact i don't want to say it didn't but uh i overall the uh the first one had you know more tension. i felt like the ending had more weight to it as well too in the original but uh but this is still a very good movie in its own right it's uh it's got a lot of kind of intrigue between the characters the interplay is, is really that really great the performances so uh, i like both but they are they are very different movies
0: yeah, it's, they're difficult to compare to each other. I I think mm-hmm. I actually prefer this one, believe it or not. I know I, I normally rave about no, King Hu, and I like the original Dragon Inn, but this one I feel uh, it's a little faster, so I just have more fun watching it uh, again and again. But um, yeah. but I think I think it's I I, I think it's uh, I think that it's uh, um it's a very different movie, so they are they are they are quite difficult to sort of line up together. What. What would you, uh, I mean, I think you guys kind of hit on the sort of the essential difference. The first one definitely really amps up the tension between the characters and it builds till you can't take it anymore. And then action just sort of, you know, flares up and then it's, you know, back, back to calm and then tension builds up again. And this one is kind of all over the map in terms of emotions. It really kind of, you know, you have, you have the, the, you have a lot of moments of tension, throughout the movie but you also have a lot of comedy a lot of playfulness a lot of action um and i'd say the action is is longer in this one you know you tend you tend to get action sequences that are just kind of you know people bouncing from area to area and and the action in the the king who movie is a little bit more um uh is, is a little bit more plotted out through and and thread through the story um so I don't know, any any other thoughts on the on comparing the original to the to the current version? I'll,
3: I'll back you up on saying that this one is more fun to watch. I mean, I, I felt like after watching the first one I really enjoyed it, had a lot of dramatic. But if I were to re watch just, you know, on a random night and go, Oh, I'm just gonna put a movie on, this this would be the one just to, you know, kind of watch, just as a as a as a rewatch to kinda of kill an evening, I would say.
1: And I think, you know, just comparing sort of the action sequences between the two movies, like, um, obviously the first one was a much older movie, and um, there's some sort of quirky things with, with, with people jumping off buildings instead of up buildings and reversing that and reversing the sequences and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, in, in this movie, I feel like it's, there's a lot of jumping around that doesn't really seem to add much to anything, like it, all the acrobatics seems to be there just for the sake of adding flair to the movie which isn't necessarily a bad thing but um, it, 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 yeah it just seems to be a, quite a very dizzy some of the fight scenes are quite dizzying just because there's people flipping around and you know it's not, it's not really a spoiler but um, yeah this the, the fight scene in the sandstorm was kind of like I'm not really sure what's going on here I mean I I, I guess it's you know it, it's got the intended effect of like showing that it was a chaotic fight scene and stuff like that, but um, the, all the flipping around and people's robes furling all over the place didn't really help.
0: <laughs> it's definitely a flying swordsman type movie. Um, I'm sorry, Lady Xiaofeng, were you going to say something?
2: I was going to say I think that was kind of typical in the the '90s movies. They had a lot of lot more flair yeah. because they could. Uh, with the the progression of the film industry came about so it's just more typical I think of 90s movies to have that flair and jumping around and clothes flying and kind of trying to make it look graceful and almost like dancing you know Uh, with the way the clothes kind of flow in the movies very artistic kind of so um, but yeah, it did get a little bit confusing in that sandstorm scene.
0: Yeah, I I have to admit I really like the sort of the, the this style of, of choreography where thing where people are just spinning through the air and it it does get confusing though I will I will certainly acknowledge that um, and it also seems like it's it's coming out of that era of the '80s when they had so much uh, really uh, kinetic stunt work and so all of these movies just there's just people it, it just. You know, constantly falling on the ground, constantly spinning through. Like, there's one scene where there's really no action taking place. She's just in the lap of the hero. And simply to get out of his lap, she twirls in the air like an acrobat, like horizontally, Mm -hmm. like in an impossible, uh, you know. Apparently, by the way, the way they do that, apparently, is they wrap people up in some kind of wire record and and pull and
3: uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, jade jade was definitely the character with the most gratuitous use of like acrobatic moves and scenes like scenes that weren't particularly fight scenes she'd still be jumping around which i kind of liked but uh, it well, was unusual
0: well in another way what they're doing is they can use sort of use it to make a really strong point like instead of pushing mm-hmm. somebody aside and shouting at them <laughs> you can flip through the air and land in a dramatic pose and you still you get like the you, you get a similar point across um yeah but uh but but yeah so um you know i don't know what did everybody think of the of, of the story of the just the overall story of the movie I mean, if you had to, if you had to
1: summarize the the part of the movie, it's in 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 like a sentence or less, or it would be like, some people go to an inn and shit happens, and then
3: they all and then they all leave the inn, right? <laughs> and they mostly all kill each other.
0: Actually.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Yet not very many people leave this inn alive.
0: It, it's definitely got a western vibe to it, or just a bunch. Yeah, it's it, what I like. So what I like about the Dragon Gate series is what it sort of becomes is you know somebody shows up at an inn and there's stuff going on and then somebody else shows up and then other you know people just keep showing up and adding adding to the to the drama and the tension um, and in this one you know you sort of you have the you know it's sort of similar to the to the original where the where the eunuch is sort of like you know sort of constantly on his way marching there as all the stuff is unfolding at the inn itself um, but yeah i think i think it's a hard story to really because you wanted to it's sort of like like my description at the beginning where i said it's about the the the, the war minister who's executed and then his children get sent to the frontier but the um but there's so much that happens at the end and all these little things like the wedding and all this stuff that uh that kind of comes out of nowhere and just sort of happens and it it's 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 difficult to really you know draw a straight line with the plot um but, uh, but yeah, so, I don't know, getting into the individual scenes, let's start with the ending. Um, you know, and, and, and by the ending, I mean the final stand. So, we wait the whole, like, Donnie Yen plays the eunuch, Chow, and you see him at the beginning, but the rest of the movie, he's just basically traveling to the inn. And in the final sequence, there's this great fight in the desert between him, Jade, Mo Yan, and huayan And it ends in this standoff where... They're, stand, they're either standing there so long or the winds are, are, are rushing by so furiously that the sand just piles up around them until they're all chest deep in the, in, in the sand. And Chao charges forward. Huayan uh, leaps into the air and Mo Yan, who's the Bridget Lin character, gets stabbed in the chest. And then she starts sinking under the sand and we have, the, we have this final battle. And Chao wounds everybody. You know, the, the heroes are all dropped to the ground, but then Dao, this uh, this uh, chef from the kitchen of the inn, has been hiding under the sand, and he leaps up and he carves up uh, Chao's leg and, and arm, and, and and all that's left are just these bony skeletal limbs, and and, and in the confusion, Huayan is able to grab uh, uh, Moyan's sword and and kill Chao. Um, so that's the you know, that's the the basic overview of what happened. What what do people think of that sequence?
2: That's just the worst way to die, in my opinion. <laughs> I mean, you're carved up by this puny little chef that basically leads to your end, and you're supposed to be this great eunuch who, you know, is so powerful and your martial arts is supposed to be so much better than everybody else's but you get carved up by this puny little chef who's hiding in the sand and then you're stabbed and you're dead so i don't know it was kind of a letdown for me in a way
0: because it came out of, of left field or because it it just felt like a. did it feel cheap or what, what's
2: it felt yeah it did feel cheap um to me i i just think it should have been more of a a battle, I guess, of uh, the stronger characters, and not this little wimpy one coming in and taking him down. So I kind of felt a little cheated, but
3: uh, I kind of felt like they set it up because they had the scene where the where the guys were hiding, watching the guy chopping up meat and stuff, and they were kind of made a point of, "Well, this guy's really scary," you know. They kind of they kind of did foreshadow it earlier in the movie, and uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it him, him being able to carve people up is on one level. Kind of ridiculous, but just on, on, uh, just I don't know I, I enjoyed it. I kind of liked his, his butcher skills being a being being this combat technique, but you know, it, it worked for me.
1: It was definitely a bit of a sort of comedic end there,
3: it was
1: because um, <laughs> you know, he used to like sort of, sort of those crappy piranha movies, and people were, like to put <laughs> out, water, and hours, oh, it's all bone, and yeah, they're all screaming,
2: yeah. <laughs> go-
3: yeah, you know, and also to go to the late Lady Chau point, I think I think to an extent, oh, I enjoyed it. It may be part of why the movie lacked the dramatic weight of the previous version. <laughs> I mean, because like I said I, 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 so I mean, I, I kind of see your point that this movie didn't have the same weight as uh, as the other one, and so it's an enjoyable ending. But I don't know; it's complicated. So
2: I think I I just would have preferred that it had been a final one on one battle between. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hero and um, the villain, and just those two going at it to the death. And yeah. even if they both died, it, I don't think it would have mattered. But I think he should have brought um, the eunuch down, in my opinion. But that's just very typical.
0: <laughs> well, and I think part of the point is that the um, that the eunuch would have, like the eunuch would have defeated them both, but for that odd set of circumstances that resulted in Dao sort of leaping from the, the sand because it kind of harkens back to the conversation he has with her earlier in the movie after she's been wounded by the arrow. And he says like, we used to be able to, you know, we used to be able to count on escaping and, and I think it might've been, well, we'll get into the difference of subtitle versions. So I might be going by the Tai sang version, but uh, you know, we used to be able to count on escaping and, and, and getting, getting out alive together. But now the world has changed and we can't necessarily count on that. So uh, I, I think it kind of, it kind of completes that statement by saying, basically he would have died with her, but you know, Dow was just happened to be there and, and killed him. But the thing I like about it is the thing Adam was saying is that they to- like, not only do we have that scene where they, where they, they, they sort of build up to it by showing you carving the guy up that's hanging upside down. There's also the goat scene where they, Uh, where he carves up the goat when they're fighting over the roasted goat and there's a bunch of scenes of him in the kitchen with i mean he's just caught there There, there, there's so many scenes showing this character playing with knives and and it, it seems kind of you know unimportant until the very end of the movie and he's also the most goofy like everybody kind of writes him off as this silly sort of you know like like a barbaric type character i think it's a, in most of the versions that i saw it sounded like they were having him speak gibberish most of the time he wasn't even really speaking like real words at least in uh, in the um in the dub version and um and so i think i think he just you know he kind of he's this character that just you com- your view of him totally changes and he, and also it's a, it's a, it's an inn that feeds people human meat and he's the guy that's in charge of cutting up the body so you're they take this character who's like would be a killer in any other movie and a bad guy. And if, in the <laughs> end he's the one who defeats the eunuch. So I don't know. It's just a, is it, 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 it's it was an interesting twist. But what I, what I really like about the scene is, is how Donnie Yen doesn't even realize that his, his limbs have been skinned. He, 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 cause he's, cause he's boasting about his martial prowess and telling them they're all going to die. And he, he thinks that like he's he's been attacked by Dow and he thinks that he's fended him off and then he looks over and he sees that his hand is just this 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 bone and his and his and he can't even stand up on his leg and it collapses and crunches under his under his own weight. And and it just sort of like he, he looks like a he looks like a monster at that point. And you know, he's like his hair is all wild and, you know, half grey and black and he's got a bony limb. And, he, and his and his leg just fell off, and he just looks like it. He just he's sort of revealed for the monster that he's supposed to be in the movie. So I, I thought it was a I thought it was a cool visual depiction of the character's spirit, um, you know. And and it's it's a very interesting contrast from the other the other eunuch in the original movie, who was you know this 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 invincible force that uh, you know hit, you know the only thing that that really undermined him was was asthma, um, and so. <laughs> So, yeah, so I, I think if you compare
1: like the the um sort of the endings for um this one and the, and the old one. Like I I can sort of see where Lady Chaplin's coming from and that there isn't it doesn't feel like there's much payoff. Like they sort of built him up and then he, he he injures everyone and then he's killed in the in the, in and as we said, like a pretty goofy way. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the other one, yeah, you you've got all the He's the protagonist working together, figuring out he has a weakness and like trying to yeah you know, use it against him. And it's like a it felt like a a, a well earned victory by the end of it. Whereas here, I mean, you know, it, despite all the foreshadowing, um, yeah, you know, there was no hint that he was hiding under the sand for for yeah. like for all we know, like he was supposed to be taking the kids out 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 of the he, the uh, the pass right. And he just shows up out of nowhere to finish off the
0: big bad. And it it, it does definitely feel like a bit of a Deus Ex Machina there. Yeah, the the only hint we might have, and this depends on how he got there, is that he was in charge of kind of navigating people through the tunnels, and then we know there's a tunnel system. So if that area was part of the tunnel system, I suppose that's a, you know. But it's it's very that's it's, a, it's a reaching. Um, so yeah, I I think I think it's not it it definitely isn't in the first movie. The the victory feels it feels earned to a large degree because people really get you know hurt in the process and it's it's just this battle of attrition and here every people get hurt and then they're about to die and and then dao shows up and kind of saves the day um
3: Since so. who brought the tunnel system up, though, I just have to say that for all the time they spent getting access to the tunnels, it's like then they pop up like ten feet behind the bad guys. i was like, look, there they are, and they chase <laughs> them. That was a little bit of a letdown. I'm like, they got you, no. They might as well just run out the front door. Yeah, you were <laughs>
0: expecting a, something a little more grand than the. Uh, yeah <laughs> i guess i guess it must just be really hard to build tunnels under the desert like that you know, it,
3: yeah I, I lived in a desert i know it's not the ideal tunneling environment
0: but still <laughs> but uh but yeah and then at the end of that scene and and there is sort of something we should probably talk about uh before we get into some of the other topics is that there is this love story between mo yan and huayan and a, a sort of love triangle with jade mm-hmm. in the mix and in, in this final scene Moyan dies, or is at least drawn into the sand, and and then, you know, after they've killed the eunuch, we hear the flute playing, and the wind is blowing the song through the flute, um, which, I don't know, I kind of like I like that. The mo- You know, I, I barely noticed it the first time I watched it, but the more I watched the film, it's kind of a nice cap on that character, um, and, and, you know, kind of goes back to the scene on the camel, where uh, she's playing the flute as he's traveling to the inn. But uh but alright, so moving to the next scene that I think we have to talk about is there's a there's a great scene uh that's really famous where Maggie Chung and, and Bridget Lin are dueling but they're but they're fighting over articles of clothing. So they're not fighting with swords or weaponry. Uh they're 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 battling with words and they're battling by sort of taking pieces of clothing from each other and 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 it ends with uh with with Mo Yan, the Bridget Lynn character, uh, pulling off uh, Jade's clothes, and then Jade leaps up to the roof and starts singing a song really loudly. And then that's when um, uh, Zhu Huan arrives. So I don't know, what what were people's thoughts on this scene?
2: I enjoyed the scene of the two women um, using their words and not their fists against each other um, you kind of get the sense that this relationship is going to come back for some reason. They kind of already don't like each other, but you kind of get the sense that something else is going to come in to play that's not going to make them like each other, which ends up being a man eventually. But um, I like. The flow of the clothes and how they um, were fighting each other for the clothes and trying to get clothes off, trying to get clothes on. And I just thought it was really cool that there's hidden meaning with the words and the clothes play. And then she um, Jade ends up, like you said, pretty much naked on the roof and ends up having to wear the banner of the inn. As uh, a very good-looking man shows up, but yeah,
0: and we don't know if she's if she's charmed by his by his by the by his features or by the fact that his face matches a wanted poster with a high price tag on it. Because when she sees him, her face lights up, and and you're never quite sure until the toward the end of the movie if she's motivated by the desire for the 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 gold or for the desire to to have him. As a, you know, just as a, you know, is a romantic interest. Um,
2: I think it was a little, I think it went from interest in the money from the wanted poster. Because, you know, she was very interested in the money. But I think as she got to know him and saw that he was with, uh, uh, what was the other character's name? You know, the other heroine. Oh, that,
0: Moyan, Moyan.
2: Moyan, yes. When um she realized that those two were kind of together, then it became more I think of her scheming to get in between them and because he did use flowery words and everything he probably she probably was turning towards being interested in him and you know get she liked the challenge I believe I think she liked the challenge of uh, being in uh, being in in a competition with Mulan. So I think money started the infatuation and then it just built.
3: Yeah. I'd say, and I'd say, you know, at the beginning, both. I mean, you know, I think, I think in the first scene before she got to know him, she would have been perfectly happy, you know, being involved with him for a night and then turning him in, you know, that would have been like the ideal situation in her head <laughs> when she first met him, but it got, it got obviously got more complicated as it went on.
1: Yeah. I, I do like the bathtub scene. Like, like Lady Chaffer mentioned, like they're both sort of, it is a lot of foreshadowing that you know? they're both sort of fighting over the same piece of clothing and they're all just ripping it away from each other. Um, you know, I, I until the end of the movie, know, uh, thinking back, yeah, and, 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 and you start thinking back on, on that scene, it doesn't really have much weight to it. But when you uh, you, you can just sort of treat it as a mildly gratuitous uh, um, fight scene um, with some lovely ladies. Uh, but after the movie ends, and you just think back on the events in the movie, you can sort of see that there is that there is. Maybe we're looking into it too much, but uh, it definitely seems like a bit of a foreshadowing in, in that they are both going to be fighting for the same man and that uh, not everyone's going to end up with what they want.
0: <laughs> and one of the things I like about this scene is how when Moyan basically wins the fight by taking off her clothes and she has to leap up into the into the top of the building, she immediately... Kind of takes the victory away by just starting to sing a song as loudly as possible and the song she's singing goes and i don't know if this is accurate but in the subtitles it was something to the effect of on the 15th of august the temple door opens and many candles red candle white candle a girl like me can't handle them all at once and obviously there's a lot of double entendres throughout the whole movie and that's like a a really good example of the kind of double entendre that you you see there uh just, for, I, just for just for the record
1: um like August the fifteenth or whatever is uh, slang for a butt.
0: Shall we say. <laughs> okay, I didn't. Okay, <laughs> interesting. I didn't know that. I thought I thought it was like an important festival day or something.
1: <laughs> because it's a, um it's the Mid Autumn Festival and the moon is round oh okay all
0: right so okay interesting it's a full moon so okay. so and that's one of those things that like just gets a lot like the subtitles cannot carry the weight of all that meaning so it gets lost but it's uh that's that's very interesting um that definitely adds a lot more to the scene than 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 before um but uh I agree
3: with you, though. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, she she totally takes away the victory. It's like, yeah, I I don't care anyway. I don't have I don't have this ridiculous modesty that you have. So
2: <laughs> and in the version that you sent us by YouTube, the song that she's singing is about um a, a, a cold woman woman holding on to her virginity, yeah, which but... was even. Well, I wouldn't say strange, but I don't know
0: the uh the dub version is uh yeah the the, the singing in the dub version is pretty bad like in this one it's actual it sounds like real singing and in in the dub version it sounds like somebody just kind of half making up a song as they go and it just doesn't it, it doesn't work quite as well um but uh but yeah so i don't know but uh the 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 next scene that i think is important is the uh is the wedding scene which is kind of Around, I think that's like the middle of the movie, really. Uh, and in this scene, there's this whole ongoing thing where Zhuhoyan and the rebels, they're trying to help get the children to the border. In order to do that, they need access to these tunnels that are under the inn. And so they're trying to find them and they can't. And so he has to go through Jade in order to get to the tunnels. And the tunnels, they become another double entendre and all this. But basically, when 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 you know he, he, he he's forced to to marry her at the inn. uh, And then he's going to try to use that as an opportunity to get information on the, on the tunnels. And it, it becomes this really big dramatic scene actually, because he, he's not supposed to really be marrying her. He's supposed to be marrying her in order to get the information on the tunnels, but there's a lot of doubt over whether he's maybe just been seduced by her and is, 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 is going to, you know, make the most of the wedding night. And so there's, this so when everybody is outside of the bridal chamber, they don't really know what's going on in there. And the Mo Yan character is sort of dealing with all you know. The, he and Mo Yan are, are are a couple, and so you know she's sort of dealing with the weight of of uh of the possibility of him of him sleeping with Jade. And so I don't know. It's it's a it's an interesting scene. Like all the characters kind of have really interesting moments in it. Even even uh, Cha the eunuch who. Who, who kind of officiates the wedding because he's the, the elder in the room. And, and and just the way that he sort of is able to put on a smile, even though he's planning to kill Hoi An and, and officiate his wedding, is something that just always amuses me. But uh, what do people think of this scene? It's a very complicated scene and it's kind of hard to describe all of the components to it, but would you know what did you guys find striking?
2: I thought it was interesting that they were gonna have a drinking contest um, to kind of celebrate the whole thing. I guess trying to get, each camp trying to get the other one drunk so that they wouldn't be able to fight each other and um, you know, uh, one would actually kill the other group uh, but poor um, Muyan is actually drowning her sorrow in the um, in the wine but she's not actually getting drunk and it's pretty interesting. I thought the
0: whole scene. Yeah, so
1: background there and what, what was actually going on and what the sort of the the the, um, the Dongfang people were um, trying to do is like this is like a tradi- weird tradition at Chinese weddings where you're supposed to storm the bridal chambers. I don't know why. Um, I think it's just sort of to prank the the newlyweds or whatever. You're supposed to like run in and embarrass them briefly before running back out. Um, <laughs> And they were trying to use that as a sort of pretext to confirm that um Wayan was still on the premises and not escaping and it's kind of it, it's kind of ironic there that um that uh Moyan, uh, yeah despite obviously wanting to go and stop stop the uh the, the newlyweds herself was forced instead to be the guardian mm. to stop them stop them from getting to the chamber so that their, their plan could proceed smoothly and and yeah it adds a bit, a bit of weight there to, to you know, the fact that you know she was cr- she was crying and she's drinking this wine because you know her, her heart's breaking at the thought that uh her, that someone she loves is sleeping with another woman like not more than three meters away from her basically
3: and, uh, yeah yeah this is definitely the part of the movie where it gets some has some real emotional weight to it i mean the movie i, I was enjoying the movie up to this point but uh, you know it I mean, it builds on the previous rivalry that was set up in the last scene we talked about, but it, it kind of pays off here. And, uh, yeah, and I mean, it, it uh, you know, and of course we have the, you know, I mean, it really it kicked, it kicked in for me at the point where we, we see Moyan seeing the flute in uh, Jade's hand there, where uh, I'm like, oh, it, it, there's real stakes going on here. It really, it really kind of landed at that point.
2: Yeah, neat. Yeah, it was his, um, her token of love that she gave to him, he now has given to someone else.
0: Yeah. But she doesn't know <laughs>
2: that she bait, that Jade basically really took it,
0: yeah. but yeah, you know, it. um, yeah, no, it, it's, uh, um, yeah. And th- that scene with Bridget Lynn, I think even like, not when she's drinking wine, but right after when she puts it down and looks at the camera, I thought that was a very good performance on, on her part. Um, but yeah, there, there's a, the. One thing to remember about her character too is that she, she made a vow at the very beginning of the movie before the Buddha statue to to rescue the uh, the the children, and so she's still I think committed to that vow too. So she's kind of, uh, you know, regardless of what's going on in that chamber, she knows she has to keep going forward with the plan. And it's I don't know it's a very interesting moment for the character, uh, and also it's a very fun scene with um with with Maggie Chung. And Tony Lung, where uh, where she's trying to seduce him, she's kind of like doing like a, she's trying to seduce him by way of kung fu, kind of, and and uh, and 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 she's also having this ongoing interaction with Cha, who's trying to who, who has these arrangement with her where she he, she's supposed to keep him there so that he can capture him, and and he's kind of interrupting and pulling her aside and saying, hey, you know, do we still have a deal? And she's upping her price, and then she's going back in. And it's just you. It's really hard to keep track of like what everybody's doing and what their motivation is. And you're and and it's very. It's it, it's one of them. It's the thing that's sort of the mystery of the whole movie is like what is he, what are they really what does each character really want here? Uh, so I don't. Know, I just, I, th- I think it's a great scene and it's uh it, it's it's it, it just has, it's it's so ornamental. There's just so many little things going on that it's hard to keep track of everything. Um. But yeah. So. Uh, you know, moving on to the, to the next scene, which is the, the last scene we're going to talk about in detail, is uh, the, the scene where General Chin Hu uh, brings his wanted poster into the, into the room. And a lot of hilarity ensues, but the important thing that kind of happens here is we have this standoff where the, the rebels come down the stairs and the, and the, the officials from Eastern Depot are seated in their, at their tables. And everybody's kind of glaring at each other and swords are about to be drawn and it's just kind of it's like this situation where you know fighting is about to take place and then that's when general chin Hu bursts into the room and he has no idea that there's this standoff going on between these two sides and the jade character is trying to indicate that to him and she's just not catching on and and then the 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 officials who are masquerading as traitors draw their swords and he's He's like, hey, you know, wh- why does everybody have weapons? And and then and then he uh, he takes out his uh, his the wanted poster and he, he starts inspecting Huayan, thinking that he matches the uh, the description. But the rebels have have obtained the papers of the officials, and so they ha- So so they convince him that they're the ones from Eastern Depot and Jade plants a little mole on the wanted poster and then points at one of cha's subordinates and says that's the guy that you want and he starts going after him until they bribe him and they uh and and then you know he, he agrees to let them go so i don't know what do people think of that scene any any thoughts on the on the general chin who character in this one
1: i like um the general's character and like he 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 was the, the sort of definition of corrupt official. I think uh, as far as it goes. I mean, like when, when um, yeah, when he was like walking away and. um Lawrence's character, Seo Chun, I think it was, uh, sort of like trying to bribe him with like a whole stack of uh, papers. Uh, and they're just like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. When, when the time comes, I'll let you through. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and just completely ignoring the fact that, you know, he had just like berated them and like, uh, and that they had like a wanted person among their group. And it was just, <laughs> I found that a bit amusing.
2: Um, yeah, he was definitely your typical corrupted character, but also not the brightest bulb in the pack if he could be um, confused that the wanted poster had this little mark on it that obviously wasn't there when he looked down. He looks up, and then he looks down again. There's the mole there. So, you know, he's not the brightest bulb in the pack. But I thought it was pretty interesting how um, the guy got the little cut in his forehead from the sword. You knew something was going to be... They focused on that little cut too much when it was yeah. made. So you knew it was going to have some kind of implication later in the film. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and General Chin-Hu is played by Elvis Choi, who's just this, I don't know. hes I, I always love seeing him in movies, and he, he's good at these kind of roles. And I think he, the character is, he's like a really uh, powerful sort of individual, and thats he's the, the right actor to convey that. Um, it's also important to kind of know that, uh, that he and Jade are sort like, they're sort of an item, like, you know, he, he, if it, it started the movie, he, he, he shows up at the end and, uh, you know, and it's clear that they have a, an ongoing relationship of some kind. Um, so yeah,
3: he's, he's he is, uh, I think, I think part of the thing that works the characters. is he is, he is a big guy who's kind of powerful. So there's, there's a, there's an aspect of threat to him to give the scene some tension when they're dealing with the wanted poster, but he still, it still works as comedy at the same time. For yes. the scene to really work, you need the tension and you need the comedy to work. And I think, I think that both worked well.
0: And I, I think the power plus stupidity is what really makes it. Yes. <laughs> yes,
3: exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Way, way to put it there. Yeah. But, uh, and, and, uh, and I guess getting into some of the, uh, some of the topics of the movie, one thing we probably want to talk about is the cannibalism factor. Um, cause that's, you know, I don't think that was in the original movie that I recall. I, I Not do, that I know And, and, I think it's hinted at as a possibility in the, uh, uh, in the, in the more recent one. But, um, but in this one, it's, you know, they like her, like Jade and Dow have a whole system set up where at the start, when we first meet her character, she's seducing a man in, in her quarters and she's basically saying, do you want me or do you want one of my tunnels? And he, you know, he says he wants both, and she ends up killing him, throwing him down a chute, he goes into the kitchen, and then he turns into meat that's put into the buns. And and so all of the buns here contain human meat, and it's a, uh, it's it's notable, it's interesting, it's also something that Choi Hark had done, I know he, he's not the director of this movie, but again, it's a, it's a movie that, whenever Choi Hark's name is on these films, it's kind of like a Choi Hark stamp, and... And uh, in, uh, he, he's, he, in, there was a movie called uh, We Will Eat You, which I, which I highly recommend. I might have the title wrong, but it's, n- it's nothing like uh, any of these later films that you get from, from films that he's produced or directed. But it's a, it's a really interesting uh, sort of, I don't know how I would describe it, but it's like, a, it's like a martial arts movie that looks like it was done on a budget. And it kind of has a vibe of like an old school sort of 70s horror movie. Uh, where it, it involves cannibalism, and uh, it's it's definitely worth seeing. But it was it's interesting to see that reemerge as a theme here. Um, I don't know, What did what did people think of the meat buns?
1: Uh, There's a movie um, that was popular in Hong Kong. I didn't know if it was around this time as well. It was called like uh, human pork buns. <laughs> I don't know if that was relevant to the creation of this movie, but it's just one of those. It was, it was a category-free movie. But I don't know if that was inspired by this or the other way around, but it was just the it was just the you first know, thing you that came know to what, mind. Do you, do you know than. what
0: year that movie was made?
1: I don't know. Um, it it was around the time of the the um, the Handover.
0: I, see, I I I I'm finding a movie called The Untold Story. The Eight Immortals Restaurant is that is that possibly it? It says nineteen ninety three. Possibly, so I mean that this this one came first, and then so forth. I could make a movie
1: about cannibals making meat buns in the modern setting.
4: (laughs) Okay, I, I well, feel
3: like well, there's definitely got to be a Sweeney Todd influence in this, though. The whole thing of the person being killed upstairs, going down to a slide to the kitchen down below and everything. It's just need, completely yeah. Sweeney Todd there that I feel like that has to be an influence. I,
0: I think you're right. I think, I think you're right. In fact, in the, in the uh, commentary track on the Sung version, the guy, I don't know who they had doing the commentary, but he actually says something to that effect where he, because he, okay. he, it, it's very similar. It's a, it's a similar type of contraption. Um, but, I think we got to do this untold story movie at some point now. <laughs> sure. this just bumped yeah. up on my radar and I really want to see it now. Um,
3: yeah, and I've been doing some research in the background. We're going to eat you is the name. Oh, of the we're movie. going to eat you. What did I call it? Yeah. We
0: will eat you. Yeah. We're going to eat you is a much better title. Um, it's a little hard to get your hands on. It's an older movie, so it doesn't look so crisp when you watch it, but, but it's fun. It's a fun movie. And uh, and there's some really weird characters. There's a, there's a, there's a, a very unusual giant character in the film. And I won't say anything more than that, but uh, it's, it's a real odd movie. Um,
2: is this the movie where I'm not going to be when you, do
0: <laughs> I'm not going to be here. Well, we, I don't know if we're going to do, we're going to eat you, but we'll happily do untold story when you're not here. If I, Kenny, do you happen to know, is that a scary movie? Is it, or is it more for laughs? No, it's,
1: <laughs> it, it's not scary it's just one of those strange things it's just quite shocking at the time because oh my god cannibalism type of thing <laughs> it it's yeah it's just mildly violent but we watch oh. movies
0: So yeah and a lot of times these category three movies they're not all that like by today's standards they're not so you know uh, like, some of them they may have been nudity
1: because yeah. uh, the guy like Chops a woman at some point, I think. Okay. Um, so maybe maybe that's why it's category three. But otherwise, it's fairly tame, I think, as far as movies go. Like if you, when we watch like Chan Chan movies and stuff, like it, a bit of blood from someone being chopped with a meat cleaver is kind of nothing, to be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: that's a fair point. Um, so I don't know. Why don't we talk about some of the characters and relationships? Um, I think the Jade character is one that we probably want to talk about first and then we can move into the others. But, uh, but I don't know, what, what do people think of Jade as a character and her development over the course of the movie?
1: She was definitely um, an enigma, I guess. Like she, she played the part really well. And I, uh, I really liked um, Maggie Chang in, in in this role. I guess she, she sort of always had, sort of had yeah, we've talked about how you know she she was doing sort of and dealing with um, with char while uh, doing the whole wedding thing with uh, uh, Wayan in the room and just running back and forth and like trying to get the better offer type of thing and it yeah I, I think by that point you know we, we sort of feel that you know she's on the side of the protagonist and that maybe she genuinely cares for why but at the same time like it's hard to say because you know she everything she's did like was for the for the money like i think at the very when she was sort of introduced with this with the the guy who was after the her tunnels um uh and, and yeah she made the little comment about like okay if i show you where the tunnels are you'll give me a hundred tails, but if i kill you um, I'll get five hundred tails from your body. You know, it's obvious what choice I had to make. So yeah, it it, it, it sort of really helped um, to highlight, yeah, that she is not necessarily a good person, uh, and it it helps, uh, and, and I think it um, kind of helps story along in it by keeping some tension between, you know, is she good, is she bad, and uh, and and how. It's going to play out for the full, the other protagonists. Yeah, I, I
2: enjoyed, enjoyed... Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I enjoyed Jade's character. Um, even though you could tell that she was um, not a good person, per se, at the beginning of the movie. She was definitely a flawed person and, and was definitely um, willing to seize the opportunity, any opportunity that came... But that doesn't mean necessarily mean that she's a bad person. I mean, she was living in the desert with a whole bunch of men. I guess she had to do what she had to do to, um, to survive. But um, the course of the movie changing from you're not exactly sure if she's going to go with the protagonist or going to go with the villain to definitely drawing that line at the end where you know where she is. I enjoyed her character from the beginning.
3: Yeah, she's definitely entertaining the entire movie through. I I I could have felt at any point of the movie she could have swung either way, but she is I mean, I every second she was on screen, I was I was highly entertained by her, no question. Yeah, I,
0: I would say she is the reason to watch this movie. She is the, mm-hmm. the strongest character in the film and she and Maggie Chung is just delightful as this character she just is so charismatic and you it's it's interesting that you sort of you know you sort of start out you know sort of you know uh you know sort of not knowing where she is in 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 a moral sense but by the end you really kind of come around to to sort of seeing things through her eyes like dion was saying where you know she she even kind of hints at that in some of the dialogue at the end where she's you know she's she's sort of rebuking on for, for saying, you know, like, you know, you travelers just come and take what you want and you, uh, you know, you, you, you move on. And she's constantly sort of talking about the difficulties of, 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 of living in the desert, of sort of this, you know, this, this uh, um, you know, like I think when he comes to visit a room, she says something, he says something to the effect of like, oh, this is a nice quiet room. And she says, oh no, there are no good rooms in the desert. They're, they're all made out of mud. And, you know, uh, you know so I think, I think for her to rise to the position that she did, in that, uh, in that inn, you know, it, it's, it's a, you know, she must have some very good survival skills as a character. Um, but also just sort of the, uh, the, the, the scenes where, where she just adds lightness to like a really sort of tent, tense scene. Like there's the standoff uh, with the roast goat and she's going around like literally throwing water on people to kind of try to calm them down. I, I feel like it just it just always adds like a nice element to the scenes. Um, but uh, but and it's also worth noting that in the original Dragon Inn movie, the innkeeper was a was a male character, and this one they shifted to a female. Um, so I guess that brings us to to Huayan and Moyan, who were the uh, sort of the heroes and the and the and the couple. Of this movie um, you know uh, what would you guys think of them I actually think that their relationship
1: was fairly boring as far as things go like it was just one of those things where they had lots of tension but nothing ever really came of it and and then something happened and, and she's forced to watch the, uh, the guy that she that she likes marry another woman um, it it was just kind of odd, like maybe um, it was because Maggie Chang's character was just so much more sort of vibrant, as it were. Like I felt like uh, her dynamic with Yian was more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, I don't know. It's just the the I didn't really feel as much for the romance as I uh, as I would have done if it was just for for um, for Jade and Yian.
2: I agree with Kenny. The relationship was kind of boring, but you. But I guess it had to be because they were both focused on a mission, and she did make the promise in front of the Buddha that she would protect the kids and get them through no matter what. So she always seems to play, um, Brigitte Lin always seems to play uh, the character that is focused on the mission, gets it done, and um, nothing gets in the way even if it's down to a romance situation and she just she had to let it be or unfold the way it did because she's always loyal to the mission so yeah the relationship was boring and um kind of really non-existent except for the fact that you know when he arrives he does say that he wants to hear the flute again and they kind of leave arm in arm or Hand in hand, off to her room. I guess it's her room, but um, yeah, it was a real boring relationship.
3: Yeah, I felt like I mean, you know, we talked on the wedding scene. They gave the impact of her worrying about what was going on some weight, but I, you know, the relate. It's kind of a threat to the relationship was given some dramatic weight, but we weren't given any moments to really enjoy their relationship which means that by the end of it i got to admit during the final scene it's like i i I think i should have been feeling more emotion about you know when she died and i mean i it 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 didn't have the huge impact that i think it should have at that point
0: yeah i think they had some good shorthand for getting the relationship stuff like the uh when they like the music and the scene where they sort of where he sort of touches her cheek in the end uh, I thought that was effective, but I think, I think it's kind of like you're saying where the more enticing relationship is, the, is the one between Jade and, and, uh, and Hwayan. And so you almost need their relationship to seem less interesting mm-hmm. for that one to be like the, the more exciting one that he's being pulled into. Um, I think where theirs gets more interesting is, is around the time that Mo Yan gets injured. And, and he has that, that dramatic line. And I think, again, I think this is one where the subtitles really made a difference in the tai Sang version versus this one, where it, what he was saying to her in the tai Sang version was just that, like, you know, the world is changing. And, you know, and, 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 you know, we don't know if we're going to make this out together alive again, like we normally do. And there was just like so much uh, at stake in that conversation but it was also very tender because he's he's removing an arrow from her body that that she is one of those dog biting arrows that they that they were foreshadowing the whole movie and uh and so you know it's it's a uh you know i feel like that scene they sold really well and i feel like bridget lynn really sold her side of the relationship really well with the drinking scene but Mm -hmm. uh but yeah i think uh you know it's you know, the, the, I would say they have a more pedestrian type relationship up until that moment. Um, and Tony, and Tony Leung, his characters kind of, kind of, a, he kind of has like a playboy quality to him. Do you know what I mean? He's, he seems like a charming man when he, fir- cause when he first arrives and meet Jade, number one, they're talking in code a lot of the time, like they talk about the weather, but they're really talking about like, it's like really like, you know, the, 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 the way to get to her, her, the whole thing with her tunnels is through this, this uh, exchange about the weather. But but he's being very playful with her when when he comments when he compliments her on her name and you know like this this woman leaps off of the inn roof naked wrapped in a in a in in like a flag and and he just sort of you know you know effortlessly you know just you know begins talking making small talk with her so uh, I think his character is he's not like a typical like. I'm in love with you, and I'm always gonna be in love with you, type guy. You kind of, you kind of are left wondering up until the end of the movie where he's gonna land in terms of his his love for Moyan. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, the next, the next group of characters would be the uh, the eunuchs. Uh, I guess starting with uh, Cha, the uh, the official who's been sent to the inn, and uh, uh, he's um, he's a uh, played by um lao shun uh so what did what did people think of him well oh, sorry we can't hear you kenny i'm oh, sorry um I, I like the stare
1: the stare down scene that he had with uh with tony Leung's character uh, early on in the movie when yeah when, when they just meet for the first time it's obvious that they know each other's identities already and, and, yeah and and maybe it's just because I'm sort of thinking fondly back to the first movie and there's the whole tension between um, the, uh, the the main character and one of the eunuchs there as well and how they sort of like a weird friendship thing going on. But here it was just like purely antagonistic relationship. They were staring down at each other with like wide smiles on their faces and I I I <laughs> I, I, I like the way you pulled that off.
0: Yeah, I I like this. I like the scene when he's officiating the marriage, and he's just you know, and also the the fortune telling scene where he reads the palm. I like that one, and uh and and he and he you know he's being he's being so polite and uh but under undercutting all of it or underneath all of it is this 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 this, this you know this can obviously go in a very violent direction. Um, so I you know, and it reminds me a lot of. I think the character that he's replacing from the original dragon and movie, because there was that, uh, there was the, uh, the head of the Eastern Depot, uh, in that film who was capable of being very pleasant when he needed to be and was good at recruiting. And that, you know, there are a few moments where it seems like he's actually, uh, you know, trying to recruit why at first, um, you know when he's when he's reading his palm and talking about how you know he's 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 missed out on his on his career as an official and uh, you know you, you know maybe maybe that might that felt like an allusion to the to the scene in the original Dragon Inn when when the official is trying to buy off the hero. Um, but uh, any any other thoughts on that guy or are we uh, so. Th- so we, then we have the villain Chow played by Donnie Yen. Um, who we don't really see a lot of, He he, he spends most of the movie seated, uh, seating, uh, sitting down on a, uh, uh, in a sedan chair of some kind. And, you know, even during a lot of the fight scenes, he's just sort of, you know, he's just looking through his spyglass or examining documents as people are, are, are fighting him. So it's not really until the very end that we, we get to see him unload all of his abilities. Um, you know what people think of him as a villain
2: I pretty much thought that he was kind of a letdown as a villain I think they could have gotten anybody to play that character I I don't know it's just not a strong villainous type for me
1: Well I got to say like he he looked the part but I I feel like the writing for him as a villain was a bit lacking like yeah, we, we we had like a, a brief hint of his prowess at the beginning when uh when uh Moyan was sort of running up the cliffs to fight him, and he, he, he yeah he's just sort of ignoring her and like watching watching the other the, the, the fight that's going on in the distance before like yeah if I go oh fine I'll t- turn around and sort you out first before <laughs> before sitting back down and and yeah he, 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 you start they start to sort of build him up as a menacing character, but then. He's not really doesn't do it. he doesn't do anything really until the end of the movie, um, and that's like a, a fairly brief fight scene there. I mean, he, he was sure he was kicking ass in that in that one scene, but then he dies to a, a guy hiding in sand and with a meat cleaver. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. yeah, like I don't know, like uh, they could have done more with him, and maybe I'm just yeah. It was, yeah, keep comparing it to the to to the other Dragon Gate in movie, right? But it, the other eunuch was he was felt imposing, like he was like this looming threat all the time that was just ever present, and and he felt like he was capable of like finishing things. And here, like they sort of hint at it, but then it just sort of falls flat because he dies so quickly at the
3: end. Yeah, yeah it seemed it seems in the pre in the previous version it really felt like they were doomed if they had to fight this guy if they didn't escape there was no question they were gonna die which does end up being the case you know they uh I mean they managed to slip the kids away but all the main characters kind of have to give up their lives and in this one it was it it didn't have the same sense of looming threat in the first place. And, you know, I mean, two out of the three main characters do survive the exchange. So it was a much, a much lighter ending without, without as much cost to it. Definitely. And, uh, I think on the ending too, it, I mean, the, you know, because it does have the tragic element of Mo Yan dying, but she is the one that's made the less interesting character. Not, not and the performance was great, but, uh, it's the it's the least cost they could have given to the ending, potentially.
0: And uh, what do people think of Dao, the guy who does show up at the end and, uh, and, and <laughs> butcher Donnie Hen's leg and arm?
2: Oh, he's got crazy skills, man, with that uh, cleaver. He was awesome. I loved the scene where um, they're fighting over the goat and he slices it up, and then the way that it all... Falls back on the plate. You know, it's the bones are completely skinned, and around the bones, the bones are the centerpiece. Are the little pieces all chopped up, and they're completely in exactly the same square-shaped size. It was amazing. I thought his skills were awesome.
3: Yeah, I I really enjoyed that character throughout the whole movie. I mean, you know, like I said, the ending the ending while not as dramatic as the original that worked for me, just because I actually did really enjoy seeing that character pop out and carve up the bad guy. That just, I don't know. I mean, I get, I get lady Chao objection. She's what she's saying is true, but I, I, I didn't care. I really enjoyed it in the moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I liked him during his non carving scenes as well. Like he was just sort of depicted as sort of like bumbling, uh, um, timid-ish like character yeah and, and he had a nice little bonding scene with the kid. i don't know why it was there but he was he had the bonding scene with the two kids on the rooftop eating fruit, and i was just like why is this there i mean it's nice that was that, nice was that, all, was that but... his
0: character i i think you're right but i just i i i wasn't 100% uh, yeah. sure if that was him. yeah it, it
1: was him. Like, yeah, I was thinking he was going to put out a pork bun for them. Well, um, that, oh, God, no.
0: That scene is not, I think, part of the theatrical release. I think they added that in, They added that in as part of the director's cut later. Um, okay. Cause that, like, that's, because that, I, that's what I was told. I don't know if that's 100% correct.
1: I know that this version has like some cut scenes. And it, it felt really out of place there, but it was like a nice little interaction. That we get to see a bit more of... Uh, um, the character
0: before I, I guess i guess the one thing you can definitely say about this movie is they develop the children more than in yeah the i was gonna <laughs> say that yeah they, there's actually like because like, in the other in the original one they're they're just walking they're not really doing anything and this one there's a couple ciphers like, yeah and in this one there's like the scene where the girl gives her brother the water and she doesn't take <laughs> any for herself and uh Um, even the soldiers that are guarding them get a little development in that scene. (laughs) And, uh, and then, uh, the scene under the moonlight. Um, but, uh, which, which, which again, I don't think, I, I, I think you're right. I don't, I don't think you really need that scene. I think it's, I guess it's like a moment of tranquility in the movie, but they kind of already get that with the camel scene. So, um, so yeah, but one thing that's probably worth getting into a little bit here, if we can, if we can navigate our way through it is the difference in the in the subtitles and how you know one of the version we were watching uh uh, we we watched two different versions we had the hong kong legends version and the tai sung version and uh so the tai sung version which i'm a little more familiar with is uh, a cantonese audio track and the hong kong legends version is a mandarin audio track and the music's also different and i felt that the music really changed a lot of the scenes at least for me like the the scene where um where uh huayan and and moyan are are exchanging glances on the balcony in the inn and then there's that music playing in the background on the on the taesung version it was a lot more effective because there were these uh, there in addition to the different music being played with different instruments uh there were different sound effects the, and and they were very subtle things but they but you could hear his footsteps throughout that scene and something about hearing his footsteps added something to that scene that i felt was lacking a lot when i saw the the other version um but i don't know i don't know if you guys had any thoughts on the subtitles and and stuff like that
1: yeah i think just in the hong kong legend's version the subtitles were stripped down and basic a little bit like it, it from, 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 from what we were talking about before the podcast it sounds like the um the tyson version was quite it was more literal with a lot more of the po- like poetic and flowery language stuff which more true to, it's more true to the source material but at the same time it's harder to understand but the Kong yeah. legends version is easier to 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 pass but it's definitely a simplified stripped down version so that yeah. yeah you don't have to focus on trying to understand the poetry behind it and then the words and and then you can just enjoy the movie as it is
0: and yeah no i think um i i think i think that i think that's that's definitely the case i i don't know i mean i i still prefer the Sung version but i do think that i had an easier time understanding what was being said in a lot of the scenes in this version but i do feel that the that there was less emotional weight to a lot of the scenes especially like because they they were used in the cantonese version the music is like an electronic style music and I, it just I, it just sort of it added more of an of a of a heavier atmosphere to the to the to the movie <laughs> moment than the uh than than the instruments that they chose for the the mandarin version uh, at least, in my opinion, I don't know. That was my, uh, and I found that throughout the movie. Um,
1: yeah, it's it's unfortunate that um, I haven't watched the Tyson version, so I can't don't really have a basis for comparison here. But um, yeah, I, 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 I can I imagine yeah with, with some subtle changes the the tone of the movie can change quite a lot, especially like the music was a bit a lot the, the music in the Hong Kong Legends version is all mostly like. Um, zipper
0: music. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, um, that's that's that sounds right.
1: Yeah, it had, it had a more sort of classical feel to it. Um, well, maybe old school would be though, the word I'd, I'd use. It definitely felt more um, traditional in that sense.
0: And uh, we're 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 almost running out of time, but we probably do want to at least address the fights. If that you know, we we normally talk at length about fight scenes, and we didn't really get into it except for a little tiny bit. Um, did anybody have any thoughts on the fight choreography and the um, and the style of the fighting in this one
1: well I've already said uh, you know it, it there's a lot more flair and, and and flipping about in 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 this movie um compared to the you know, the sort of the old, more old school ones and there wasn't really oh uh, so so the, the, at the very beginning, when when we sort of introduced to the Eastern Depot people, like they 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 were then the, they were all like kicking each other off horses and stuff. That felt like it has lots lots of weight to it, and mm-hmm. and um it was more um tangible. But some, but then like the the fight scenes between the the, the the protagonists and then the other characters felt a bit light at times to me. Um, but I don't really think that was a an issue. It's just the style of, of that era, I
0: think. Yeah, no, it's definitely, I think, a 90s-style uh, fight choreography. I, I actually quite like the 90s style, but it is sort of more feet off the ground. Uh, you know, sometimes sometimes there's more the suggestion of something happening than something actually happening. So, you know, you, you, like the, like you really see it in the in the final scene when, when they're fighting Donnie Yen, and they're fighting at such a length from each other that it doesn't even look that, like they're in sword-striking distance. But they're just sort of eluding... To sort of what you're supposed, you know what I mean? It's it's, it's like more of like an illusion to what's supposed to be happening than what is actually happening. Um, but I but I like that. Connect
1: stuff, the dots I in your own head. <laughs> what was that? No, it? No, it, it's a connect the dots in your head.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it it, it it does work if you consider the fact that people fighting with live weaponry don't like they, they wouldn't be that close. Like they they would keep a bit of distance because they you know a, a single cut.
0: Yeah.
4: It,
1: is uh, pre- or oh, a- has a lot of impact in real life as of, as as opposed to in, in the, as it might do in like martial arts movies usually. So fighting the fact that they're playing their swords at a distance and and when there was like one particular scene in, at the end where um uh, was in the air um he just leapt out of the sand and is about to try and like stab down on um on uh on Chow um and child's like waving his waving his sword around and like flaving like a like a like a fish on land <laughs> trying to, to avoid it which is quite amusing and but yeah it makes sense like if someone's about to like try and strike you from above you're gonna do whatever you can to make sure they can't get the get the clothes on you <laughs> right
0: and uh and i mean it does have some top-notch uh action directors you have uh, uh like ching ching Sui Tung is one of the directors one of the action directors and uh, Yuan Bun, So I mean, it's a um, you know, I, I I liked the action choreography. I just think it's it's definitely what I would what I would file as sort of more of the um, uh, you know sort of high flying type martial arts action. Um, and so it doesn't necessarily. It's not like a Bruce Lee type movie for sure. Um, but uh, I I did want the comment about the um,
1: some of the special effects. I guess for the the projectiles that was a bit
0: weird oh the cg uh, effect I, on the um on, yeah. the, on the phoenix tail arrow when it's when it curved through the air no
1: and, and just like some of the just all the the um i guess what there were daggers or darts that um that that uh that jade was using um oh with weirdly... oh, the
0: like slivers <laughs> of metal that she threw at him the
1: yeah. Yeah, and then like so the the needles that um well, Unix was using as well were the when the sort of in in flight animation they used for that it was a little bit weird. <laughs> they, um, I know uh, they so did use CG
0: for for a bit of the movie. I don't know if it applied to the needles, but they definitely used it on the arrows at the start. Um yeah. I quite liked the dog biting arrows because they looked really mean. Like they had these, oh, yeah. they had the spikes on them, like the X-shaped spikes that shot out once they went inside you and and uh, I thought it was effective by the time uh, Mo Yan got hit with one because you really knew what they did. Uh, and I like the I like the beginning. It sort of starts with the with the they have like this black arrow troop in the in the Mandarin version they call them the the black flag troop. But they there was a training sequence with them sort of demonstrating their their weapons engineering. And uh, I thought that was pretty cool. But um, but yeah, so so uh, we've been going at it for an hour and ten minutes. So I'm going to end it here. Uh, we'll be back next week. I believe, uh, what is, what are we watching the tournament next week? Is that our movie? Or are we not hundred percent sure on that one yet? I don't
2: remember. Okay. I think it's the total. Of
0: it. Okay. I think, well, we were very likely doing the tournament next week and I will, I will put a confirmation up on, on social media about that. And, uh, and me and Adam will be getting, uh, back on our return to Condor heroes thing, uh, you know hopefully around sunday or in the coming days i don't know what our exact schedule is yet and uh and and i'm sure we got plenty of other stuff uh coming down the pike so uh you know we we will see you next friday with with another another martial arts movie and we'll see you then So one thing I forgot to mention that I was trying to get everybody to remind me to, to mention was Bridget Lynn was injured during the, uh, the filming of this movie, and she, got, she apparently got struck by an arrow, so I read and, uh, and uh, had to go in for surgery. So I thought that was you know kind of an interesting, interesting point that I should have mentioned at the start of the uh, start of the episode.